podcast. I always wear this bucket hat when I'm directing. Discord. You are a creative. We get it. Instagram. Patreon. Rub Vaseline on a lens. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. If like the sound is off in the theater, I, I go mentally ill. As a filmmaker, he is nothing. A zero. He's a, a pig piece of shit. Sometimes I just feel like quitting. I still might. Why do I put up this fight? Why do I still write? Sometimes it's hard enough just dealing with real life. Mike Jones sucks, man. These guys are liberal filmmakers, they cannot be trusted. This is a film? Why do we have to see these fucking names in the movies? I don't make movies, I make films. Let the creative people talk to the money people. Best Bender, Final Cut Pro, anything by Cassavetti. Gritty New York City. I'm obsessed with trash, never make a movie, the movie's trash, you know? Joe Schmo did the fucking food. We got Ion in the house. We got Tony Hawk is in the house. Doritos bags with magic. Best under I call director dudes. I might fucking mind producer trust fun, baby. And you'll never make it in this business. Give me breakfast. politics. There's a whole group of guys who pretend to be making special films. Yo. Yo. The fuck is really good. The fuck's really good. Are you ready for this? Oh. <laughs> Always am. <laughs> I got I on one vaping. Um, I got the Eugene rap for you in the, in the style of 8 Mile. Yeah, in honor of us having seen 8 Mile on 35. 35, yeah. Uh, Ion 2's got some for you. I haven't heard it yet, so let's go. It's been so hard for me not to do this for you. <laughs> yeah, this is going to fuck you up, I think. I don't have the like the, the timing perfectly down, but it's like kind of long. Like, you thought I just saw Memoria. There's some more of me left. It was a lot. You thought that was bars. Wait till you hear this. All right. All right. Go. Yo. Eugene is sweaty. Knees weak. Jeans are Eddie. He's commenting already on our pod with Teddy. He's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop pods. But he keeps on forgetting that he's cold now. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how everybody's joking now. The clock's run up. The clock's run out. Time's up on locale. Makes film so scrappily. Tweets at the Academy. Oh, there goes Eugene. He choked. He's so cold, but he won't give up that easy. No, he won't have it. He knows that his vision is bold. It don't matter. He's cold. And yes, Spree wasn't sold. Wow. 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 Well, how about... You better use yourself in the movie. The moment you watch Spree, you better post and let them know. Spree only had one shot. It missed because of vid plus co. <laughs> no opportunity came, so the release was cold. Look. If you had one perfect shot and one opportunity, 
opportunity to see Spree in any theater you ever wanted in one moment. Would you buy a ticket or just watch the rip? Yo. Eugene is sweaty, knees weak, jeans are eddy. He's commenting already on our pod with Teddy. He's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop pods. But he keeps on forgetting that he's cold now. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's joking how everybody's joking now. The clock's run out. Time's up on locale. Makes films so scrappily. Tweets at the Academy. Oh, there goes Eugene. He choked. He's so cold, but he won't give up that easy. No, he won't have it. He knows that his vision is bold. It don't matter. He's cold. And yes, free wasn't sold. He's so stagnant. He knows when he goes back to his gate town home. That's when it's Instagram live. He can't find things. Some wives again. Kate, Anna, Sophie, and Oliver. I did that while you were on the phone call last wow. night. Wait, hold on. <laughs> it was like clipping. Wow. Damn. <laughs> wow. I didn't do it in Eminem voice. I know. What, what voice was I doing then? It was just your voice. That's I sick. know. It's my rap. <laughs> yeah, Eugene is sweaty. Let me just take you through this. Okay. Eugene is sweaty. Mm-hmm. Knees weak. Jeans are Eddie. Definitely not, but yeah. Yeah, definitely not. He's commenting already on our pod with Teddy. He's nervous. <laughs> I'm so proud of that. <laughs> but on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop pods. But he keeps on forgetting that he's cold now. Yeah. The whole crowd goes so loud. Okay. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking mm-hmm. hell. Everybody's joking now. Mm-hmm. The clock's run out. Time's up on locale. Makes films so scrappily. Tweets at the Academy. <laughs> Up oh, there goes Eugene. He choked. He's so cold, but he won't give up that easy. No, he won't have it. He knows that his vision is bold. It don't matter. He's cold. And yes, Bree wasn't sold. Wow. <laughs> How sick. Wow. <laughs> I'm so proud. Wow. Yeah, but we saw Eight Mile, which inspired the Eugene rap. We, we should we should just like post a screenshot of these lyrics for the release of this episode. <laughs> so true. Or that's the art. Oh, I know. I have an idea. What? Some like genius.com shit. Oh, yeah. Like, like the annotation. No, I was going to say, you should just record it over the instrumental, and we just drop that. Oh, I'm so down. So true. We go eight-mile mode. Yeah. Here. You got to tell me your, your eight-mile story. We'll get there. Okay, yeah, but we saw eight-mile on 35 at Metrograph, and I'm going to have to say it's a special <laughs> film. <coughs> I agree. It's so great. I've watched it so many times. I've never seen Well, I guess maybe if I... Yeah, Nick Pinkerton was like, I was like, have you seen it on a print before? He's like, I saw it when it first came out. So, of course I did. <laughs> I had actually never seen it before. I know. The mad people were seeing it for the first time. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I grew up on this shit. It, yeah, it's definitely a special film. And we're going to tell you why. You, you can go first because you have a deep relationship with it. I do. I mean, I was obsessed with two different white boys in black Detroit growing up. One was Marshall Mathers and one was Jack White. It's it's funny because there's like a narrative that like obviously is you'd never see again. But it is interesting that two of my favorite musicians, uh, Jack White previously, no longer. Sorry, Jack. Um, yeah, grew up in, you know, sort of like 
poor black neighborhoods and were like a, either obsessed with Delta Blues or hip hop. Um, Eight Mile is such an interesting movie because, like we, you and I were talking about, it's this moment before Eminem gets famous. It's like the story, like Nick Pinkerton made the point um, that you'll never see a movie again where. The, in the final scene, the main character has to go back to work. Yeah, no, that I yeah again I'd never seen it before. So I I loved that we never got to the point of him being famous. There was all this talk of you're going to get your deal, you're going to get, and not, that was completely irrelevant. None it was it literally happens. just about him triumphing, triumphing over himself and his inner demons. Yeah, it's not really the way a narrative would play out anymore. I don't think. No, because it's like, it's interesting. It's like this, I mean, it's like very cliche on the nose, but it's it's also like the ultimate sick shit is like the, the finding yourself, losing yourself. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like in the movie, the movie kind of investigates the moment in which Marshall Mathers like believed in himself or something and realized that nothing from his hometown, none of the people he was surrounded by, none of the promises were ultimately going to get him where he needed to go. He needed to show up for the battle, and then he also needed to show up to work to pay for his bills. Like, yeah. It was it's so, like, realism. Well, exactly. I was going to say that it was the kind of gritty realism that I actually love because it wasn't, um, it wasn't just, like, slathered on to make you just be sunk into this chaos and it's, like, kind of pulling easy tricks to make you anxious and feel their kind of... Uh, yeah, sense of being trapped in their surroundings. Like it, it didn't pull any like cheap tricks like that, which I think is what all this new gritty, real poverty porn stuff does. Well, it's funny because I like it. it's the 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 montage of Detroit in the beginning of the movie is like so poverty porn, but it comes off so differently. It actually feels like a, like a horror movie or something. Like it's, but it, it's it, a scary environment. It, it didn't. It yeah. Well, that's something I was saying earlier. Is I loved that they didn't overdo any type of depiction of like you know okay all these poverty porn movies whenever there's a movie about the hood just like any kind of working class movie it's always the crime element is always so overblown because i guess that's what sells yeah but also it's just it's like a bunch of i feel like that's just like some director shit directors just want to be like hey, hey crime so sick well, it, it always aestheticizes, like, these environments. Exactly, exactly. And it doesn't feel aesthetic. I mean, despite it being shot on the most gorgeous stock of film that Kodak ever made, if somebody can tell me what it's actually called, I remember looking it up. It's, like, from 98 to 03, Kodak had a stock that, like, everything sick was shot on, like, mm -hmm. all of those movies, like, The Matrix, yeah, yeah. That's American why Beauty. It's like everything. That's why all those movies look so good. Yeah, it's what, what all of you motherfuckers are trying to do yeah. and make your movie look like. Exactly. But I love that it was just, you know, Eminem's group of friends in the movie is just, like, they're going to work. They just, they have their jobs, and they're trying to get out of their environment. They're trying to level up out of their situation. And also they're goofy. Like, the free world, like, the opposite, the rival crew is sort of, like, what you'd imagine or expect out of a movie about this subculture that's, mm -hmm. like, they're, like, super violent and, like, aggressive and territorial. Yeah. It's very, like, The Wire. Yeah. And Eminem's crew is like, they're just like goofballs. Yeah. They're <laughs> it's like that's, cheddar but that, and that's shit. what I, that's exactly what I'm saying. I, I love that it was just, I mean, that ultimately is like a really great way in a movie to kind of make characters relatable and interesting across any type of like class divide or whatever. Because it's, you're just depicting regular people, yeah. what life is actually like. Like they're just in these, 
situations and they're trying to get out and they're going to their jobs. Yeah. And they're like trying to find their way out. It's not like it doesn't glorify any type of situation they're in. It doesn't glorify any type of like street violence, drugs, like all the normal checkpoints you get when you get one of these gritty like poverty movies. I also just love, like my I was saying this to you before, my favorite thing about the movie is just that, you know, the movie characterizes all of these different people in his life, all these different scenarios as like possible answers or like a, as a mm-hmm. possible pathway to like hope for his future. And towards the end of the movie, you realize that none of those people or situations exactly. or opportunities are any sort of answer for him. Like Brittany Murphy, for example, mm-hmm. I should have mentioned, this is, the, 8 Mile has my favorite sex scene of all time. And it, I was yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I want to give big shouts to my angel Brittany Murphy <laughs> up in heaven. The biggest shouts. We could really do an entire episode on the mystery of the death of Brittany Murphy, but so we'll sweet. save it for another time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you want to get into that, there's plenty of documentaries. The shit that the shit that they made for like TV news programs is always the best. Like the new HBO one was sort of cursory. I mean, it's like it plays really well and is entertaining, but ultimately isn't that interesting. Um, but man, an angel if there ever was one, Brittany Murphy, Ion Girl, number one for me. Um, but the way she is presented in the movie is so interesting because, like, she real it really feels like she's gonna be like his answer mm-hmm. in his story, and she's just like ends up fucking the manageable and is not does not provide any sort of solace for him. Like, she shows up to the battle at the end, but it's sort of like, oh, yeah, fuck her also. Yeah. Like, I have to do this shit. Yeah. Um, I also love that maybe the only answer in the movie is the fact that he needs money. Like, he actually, like, him. the the idea that he's going back to work, like, he shows up for the battle, he crushes it. He doesn't even really care about the clout that comes with winning the battle right because he's like i'm i'm gonna keep working my way out of this yeah Yeah, he's like i have to get enough money to just leave that's the whole exactly then that's exactly what i was trying to say like that is never that's never the the vibe in in these new kind of working class movies they're always it's always like about desperation which can which can be great but they're all about desperation and they're all like just using tricks to hammer in this anxiety to you and the way in which you kind of patiently sat in their environment for all of eight mile i thought was really i mean unique i guess it wasn't unique at one point but i haven't watched a movie that did that in a long time and the music is insane he the uh, of course when they're spitting their, like, improv bars over Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, that's a, such so a good scene. Sick. Such a good it's scene. It's the same shit as the Jay-Z memorial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's Mackay Pfeiffer and who's Eminem? So true. I feel like you're Mackay Pfeiffer. <laughs> I'm hosting the rap battle. Yeah. So true. Um, yeah, I just wanted to... I really would like to implore Packers to figure out what this film stock was, though, because I was talking with someone else before about just, like, these, like, pungent greens that is in this stock. Mm-hmm. It looks so fucking good. Yeah. Nothing looks like it. Um, but, yeah, Lose Yourself is Heat. Movie's Heat. But, but yeah, the, the but, like, the whole moral of it, really, is that he, like, he says at the end, I have to do it myself. I have to just... I have to do me. I have to, you have to fight for yourself. You have to yeah. put in the work, et cetera, like these kind of things. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like if this movie was made today, it would have to include some like crazy amount of racial tension. It would have to include like some type of like 
okay, for example, his boss that he hates. Yeah. Who's like kind of picks on him or whatever. Yeah. I was obviously expecting there to be some moment later in the movie where he's getting picked on. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. I quit because now I'm a famous rapper. And that never comes. Yeah. I feel like if that movie was made today, it would have to come because they're... there's no, there's no moment of glory in the movie outside of exactly. him winning the battle, exactly. really. But even the battle but itself is sort of an all, anti-glory. All, exactly, because the only thing he gets out of it is internal, you know? Yeah. And I think that, I don't think that gets depicted very much anymore. I think it's, it would, maybe it's just what sells. I mean, it's definitely just what sells. But you would have to have this, like, tri- class triumph, race tension. There would have to be all these things that, like, overtook the plot. It's low-key such an ionized movie. It's just like believe in yourself. Well, but exactly. You. It's like a movie about like just individual person, which I feel like for some reason we can't have anymore. Also, its relationship with gun violence and homophobia uh, is really interesting to me, given like, you know, he was sort of tagged as the homophobic yeah. white rapper at the time. And also you would expect this to kind of just like go into gun violence just because it's like oh it's like well it's like, not a very violent movie that, that this is what i'm poverty saying poverty underbelly exactly must be guns it's, this is this, the it, guns are there but both crews yeah. when the when the gun when cheddar pop when cheddar bob pulls the gun out and the dude from the free world crew pulls the gun out both crews when they see that are like yo no like yeah. put that away but that's i loved that it wasn't it's so woke right away <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even interpret it as woke i just it was I don't know. It was like, yeah, he gets beat up, but it wasn't very violent movie. It's woke in the right way. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before. I think, again, violence now. <laughs> violence in movies. <laughs> now gets like, like. You How about ha- this? Violence into deeper into movies records. You didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think of that. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Are you taking it out? Yeah, for sure. Don't, why um, would you take that out? No, fuck that. That's sick. Fuck, what was I saying? Those bars. Um, oh, that, the violence now is another one. It's another cheap trick, I think. And I think yeah. the way, I think every, it was used very tastefully here. It felt, you just don't, you don't need to be like hammered into misery in these movies. You can, you can, you feel and empathize with yeah. all these characters. You don't need to have all this shit hammered into you with cheap tricks, which is what they all do. But what did need to be hammered into it was Brittany Murphy by Eminem <laughs> in the stamp factory. <laughs> so true. Oh my God. The way her eyes roll back when he's like going inside is like the hottest thing I've ever seen. It like makes me so, that, that I mean, that, because I remember I saw that sex scene before I had ever had sex. Right. So that was like my foray into like, oh, this is what's that? Like that was, you know what I mean? That was yeah, my yeah, reference yeah. was the eight mile sex scene. I wasn't even thinking about how hot it was, to be honest. I was thinking about how like avant-garde it was. It, it is weirdly avant-garde. Yeah. Also just like it being set in the whatever factory. Exactly. Is so far. And it's all these like weird cuts and it goes on too long. Britney's performance. There's no music in it, right? It has that like slight bpd flavor to her you know just like yeah the, you know, like yeah girls that we know about like you know what i mean i was oh, just i was like wow this about. is so true to life yep. <laughs> the way she's reacting yep and like also eminem like eminem's performance sexually is like weirdly like not that chatted you know what i mean it's weirdly like kind of like he's like oh yeah, yeah it's like kind of like subdued in a way that it probably would be in real life it just feels so realistic to me no uh, yeah exactly and the the length that it goes on for is crazy it's i know uh, it's, it's very gratuitous uh, <laughs> and amazing the god curtis hansen yeah big shouts for making that shouts. scene as long as it was 
Damn, it's yeah, it's a special film. It is. It's well, good. here's I mean, any eight mile heads who are listening, here's my interpretation. Oh yeah, your fan theory. Um, we're re- we're reading way far and way too much into the Link Later movie and now eight mile with yeah. both these fan theories. But I love this theory. I actually think I'm right with this, but. Wait, what is the character's name? I, I'm so I I'm, I can never remember. I don't names. know. There's like a manager agent guy who's trying to like yeah. always be the clouded up like yo I got you a meeting. Yeah, the with one blah blah blah. And he's the kind of traitor guy. He goes between the Both real world crews, crew and yeah. a, or free world crew and um yeah. Anyway, so he invites Eminem to some studio session to I don't know meet with someone. He's kind of always talking a lot of shit about uh. Oh, I can link you with this producer. We know a lot of people like this character. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But if you... So he invites him to the studio session and Eminem goes. And when he goes, he walks in on him having sex with Brittany Murphy and then beats him up and and runs out. Um, And that's when he's like, you know, like the most dejected, like, fuck it. Yeah. He goes back to work. Then Brittany Murphy shows up at his work really briefly just to say, oh, I'm actually moving to New York, but I would love if you came to the rap battle, if you battled tonight, um, and then leaves. And then that he then he's like, fuck it. And he goes and he must Wait, I should the, I should interject there because I also love that the gay guy covers for him because he was nice, because Eminem was nice to him earlier in the movie. He, like, defends this gay right. guy in a random, like, off the cuff rap battle in the lunch truck yeah, line. Yeah, I guess they put that in so Eminem could be like, see, I'm not homophobic. Yeah, no, yeah. Th- that is why I did it, but randomly yeah. big shots. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, also, the gay guy had sex style. Yeah, <laughs> He was, like, rocking, like, a brown, like, 70s leather jacket like, yeah. in the factory. I, I know. Like, this guy's next. I know. Um, anyway, so then he goes and he, he finally musters up the strength to go battle and he wins. And, yeah, you know, if you've seen the movie... But while he's winning, Brittany Murphy's just kind of like nodding her head, like proudly with smiling in the back. And then it cuts to the manager guy character who's part of the free world crew. So he's should be angry because they just lost. And he also has this big proud smile, just nodding his head. And I thought about it and I was like, Okay, Brittany Murphy show they meet because she shows up to the factory to find her brother. We never meet the brother. Does the brother really exist? Is the whole thing a plan? The manager guy got Brittany Murphy yeah. to go seduce Eminem, and then he invited him to the studio so he could walk in on him fucking her so he would be inspired enough to go... To actually battle. Yeah, and start his career. Was the whole thing a giant a giant plan? I, th- I kind of think that that was purposely written into the movie. Well, I think it's purposefully written maybe in that in the same way that like elements in your life can conspire together to get you to a place where you kind of transcend yourself. Right. Like it might not be like a conspiracy like, oh yeah, like they literally fucked so that Eminem would battle well. But I think, uh, first of all, it's an interesting theory and I like it. But I think all, probably the bigger picture is just the idea that like in the face of hardship you can overcome. Exactly. Well, it's it, yeah, it's it's no matter even if you if things are happening to you where you're at this point of why me like how's all this shit happening to me, look at how it actually can make the cards fall in the best way possible. But those shots at the end are really weird. Like it exactly. cuts to Brittany and the manager bull, and like they're both. I'm like, yes, he's yeah, doing it. Yeah, it's like it's what like the fuck? their like, vibe <laughs> is like the plan worked. That's what I'm saying. I know, but but no, I think that really is what it is. Is it's like 
when everything seems like it's stacked against you, it actually could secretly be kind of uh, forging the path ahead for you. And that's what I was saying, where this movie is about kind of, yeah. you know, just uh, triumphing over yourself, like overcoming things personally. I don't think movies are about anymore. I feel like you're not, you can't make movies about like an individual anymore. It's about losing yourself. <laughs> well, no, you got to tell your eight-mile story now. Right. We were talking about... So... <sighs> making... And, and, anyway, yeah, but I do want to make that point, though, that... No, yeah. Th- no, like, movies about point. an individual weirdly don't exist anymore. Movies that don't kind of just try to play on I your mean, anxiety they, they and... Do, they do exist, but they're, like, they're very bogged down in identity politics and... Yeah. I don't know, stuff that, like, isn't really... But I also, I feel like, I can't remember when, I feel like it was like a year ago, old episodes, we used to talk about, like, uh, uplifting movies and how, um, not to be so, corn, like, you know, uh, prude, but all these movies are just, that come out now are just, just to bog you down. It's like all p- trying to make you anxious and, and be as or intense like, as possible. Or, or guilt you. Yeah, exactly. As like a member of society. And it, it, this... Uh, this movie is an example of what we were talking about I think doesn't really exist it's cool that it can still be in that setting but it can have like a fun empathetic group of characters that you love being with they're all really funny there's like the faux philosopher boss that they keep roasting for talking savings bonds it was the whole friend group has such a great dynamic it's such a it's a very realistic dynamic I their pod yeah exactly but it's 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 a very realistic dynamic it's a very um it actually kind of hammers home what, you know, maybe this working class life is yeah. like, as opposed to all of this new stuff, which feels like directors living out their fantasies of being like epic violence. Yeah. That, no, that's true. So I think that's, that's a good point. Um, and, and I don't know, it's really refreshing to see. I think if you are listening and you love these poverty porn movies, maybe watch 8 Mile. Yeah, go back and <laughs> watch revisit 8 Mile, Mile instead. Yeah, exactly. Ion, the Ion Pod recommends that instead of watching Good Time, you should watch Eight Mile instead. Exactly. Also, no better fucking inspiration to like wear the Carhartt workwear yeah. style shit. Like the Eight Miles, like just watching it the other night was the first time I was like, it does look sick. <laughs> and that, and it's in the context of it not actually being glamorized. Yeah. Like his like weird like like, like white thermal with like, like fucked up jacket. Yeah. It like looks heat. I know. His sweatpants are huge. All the, the sets are amazing. When he's in the trailer, like yelling, uh, yelling actually, at his mom, his pants are huge. No, I I, I started I laughing clucked. out loud at that exact moment. <laughs> when he's like, it's when I think it's when his mom's drunk and he's like bringing her back yeah. to the bed and like it's like the shot from behind. He's, he's carrying her through the kitchen. The he's like wearing the huge pants, like was, elephant sweatpants. They're I know. sick. I mean, I guess those that is kind of back now. Like I'd be seeing those pants in Times Square. That's true. Eminem rocks it different. Of course, but... It I, hits different. Those pants be be in Dime Square. That's so true. Um, I thought we weren't going to say that word anymore. Or, that right. phrase. They, those pants are... I mean, they're everywhere. It's pretty funny that we, we swore to never use that term ever again, and then they called the play. I know. The it's term. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. That's, that's, that's it with that. No, no more of that. Yeah. There were a lot of pants. There were a lot of pants even bigger than that at the Dream Gang show, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know that's true. Like, yeah. like Rafa type shit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the eight mile story. Um, so yeah, last night after we saw it, we left to go work on some shit. We were working all night. Um, it was like four AM and I drove Ion to home after uh after we were done. 
So it was like 4 a.m., driving him home. We were still talking about 8 Mile. And, okay, we were talking, was ta- I was like, dude, the next movie that we, we work on, it's gotta be, it's gotta be 8 Mile. Like, no more, like, abstract, arty shit. <laughs> like, it's gotta be 8 Mile. And, and Ion 2 was like, yeah, like, I was thinking, like, should I, should we do some 8 Mile? Should we do, whatever. The sentiment, once I dropped him off, the last sentiment we expressed, Ion 2 said, fuck it, it's 8 Mile. It's gotta be 8 Mile. It's the best <laughs> shit. Like, the next thing we do has to be, has, has to have, to like, the mile. energy of 8 yeah, Mile. Yeah, exactly. So, then he gets out of the car, and I start driving home. And I'm on the highway, and it's like 4.30 in the morning. And I'm about to pull off on my exit, and I look up, and there's one other car in front of me. 4.30, deserted highway. One car. And the car in front of me has a license plate that just says 8 Mile. Unbelievable. And I almost followed the car into Queens. I actually wish I did. The fact that you saw that license plate is going to have such a huge impact on literally what we do with our futures. Like, that is one of the most amazing examples Dude, of, like, a sign. Imagine how I felt. I was eight I mile. was actually driving the car. Literally the last thing I said just, to like, you was, fuck it, it's uh, eight mile. It, I, I know. Uh, me alone you driving in the car. home, like, silent, eight mile license plate. Exactly. Hadn't said a word <laughs> since. I see it. I literally out loud. I'm like, oh! <laughs> Should we tell them what's going on in the background? Because you might be able to hear it now. Can you hear it? I don't think you can hear it. Not yet. There's a bull playing bongos next door to us. Yeah. Can you hear us? For sure. <laughs> All right, so we did the 8-mile story. I should, um, I should, do you have anything else about 8-mile? Well, I mean, we can't gloss over the story. Like, No, I know. It's, I mean, what else is there? It's when stuff like this happens that's so picture in the hair, out the window, ty- style oh, shit. Oh, to explain that? No. Later. later. God damn it. Yeah, those are two new. We'll, we'll get No, there. just drop it on them. <laughs> actually picture in the hair is sick picture in the hair is yeah. really sick we call things like oh that's picture in the hair when, you know, when something is too uh, like too coincidental when, yeah, or too okay. serendipitous when something happens where you're like this this can't this has to be a dream like this does this is dream logic this doesn't make sense which all happened from once I was years ago I was with Ion too <laughs> this is actually so sick it's actually so sick I don't even remember how it got there but we um, I was standing next to him and there was like we are in our dorm room no, we were staying in a parking lot, I remember. Oh, right. Yeah, I still remember it in Plains Deck. It, yeah. it was an insane moment. Wow. And there was like a weird like square of paper in his hair, like right above his ear. And I grabbed it. I was like, you like something in your hair. And I pulled it out and it was a little picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> and like... Uh, the brief moment of seeing it, and like my teacher from high school or something. Well, I was like, uh, it just—I was like, wait, what is happening? <laughs> and it was, so it was. How did it get there again? I actually don't know. I think I was like, some for like my mom wanted me to print out a picture of me and my teacher. It, it was, was tiny. Like, it was like the size of like your pinky fingernail. Yeah, it was. It's incredibly small. He just saw a piece of paper and he like looks at it and it's like a picture <laughs> of me with my teacher in. Your own hair. In my own hair. So when things have that sort of dream logic or coincidental, why was it? Why was it there, dude? I don't really remember. It's some in the same way. Why, that, did you, why was it the size of your pinky finger? I don't know. I really don't. What are you talking about? I actually don't. I, I dude, I have no idea. I feel like you said it was like on your phone or something, so it got stuck in your hair because it like came off your phone, something like that. Maybe I printed it, and yeah, it was gonna be. A How did you print something that small? I don't understand. But I don't what have were you stickers doing? on my phone. Yeah. What? 
that in the same way that when we call something picture in the hair, there's actually no like <laughs> logic in reality to it. That the explanation for that is the same thing. Yeah. Now like, the story's actually, like gotten weirder. Yeah, I, thought, like, I, I don't know why I was, was operating there. peacefully in the, my subconscious, knowing there was some explanation, but I can't, can't understand it. Patreon!